If you're looking to grow your business, give up all your expectations. So today on the Pollinator Podcast, we are very blessed with the presence of royalty. I have with us today the title king, and this is a man that uh, has a long and storied career in real estate, has been through a lot, but was actually a firefighter before, moved down to Florida just before 9-11 from New York, and he has uh, gone on to grow one of the largest title agencies in Florida. He's also a best-selling author. Uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. But the reason that I wanted him to, to come on today is that he was also a major director in one of the, the largest BNI franchises in the world. And for those of you who don't know, BNI is the largest uh, networking organization for business in the, the world. And he has a, a great perspective on what it takes to be successful in networking. And uh, that's the main reason that I asked him to, to come on today and to, to share some of those insights and how anybody, regardless of what industry you're in, can be successful using that strategy and, and that channel to grow your business. So, Mr. Kevin Thatcher, thank you very much for being here today. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Looking forward to it. So, I uh, hit, hit some, some highlights there of the, the, the story, but uh, why don't you kind of fill in some of the, those details? Tell us how you, you, you got to be here and, and maybe some, some of the key points on, uh, on how you were able to use networking groups in general, like BNI, to, uh, to get to where you're at. Absolutely. So again, thank you very much for having me. And, you know, there's always someone who's watching, whether it's a business owner or they work for a company um, and they're having some type of pain. Maybe, maybe they can't afford to pay their bills. They're not making the money they want. And I get it. Like I was there, I was with people. I, I worked a, a regular W-2 job, um, didn't have enough money to meet my bills. I was three quarters of a million dollars in debt at one point lost everything, overweight, depressed, lost my business, all my employees, you know, so I get it. And, and we'll talk about the book a little bit later, but a little bit of my history, as you touched on, I was a firefighter uh, up in New York. I moved down to Florida 20 days before 9-11. So I moved down August 20th of 01, just before 9-11. And obviously we just, um, you know, celebrated and, and remembered the uh, 20 year anniversary. And, and it was a, a dark time at, at that point. And, you know, I moved down to Florida. I didn't really know anyone. I wasn't into networking. I was an introvert, not an extrovert. I was scared to go to networking events. And, you know, yeah. over the years, I just learned that you have to connect yourself with the right people. If, if you can become a connector in business uh, and, and in what you're doing, you're going to achieve great success. So I moved down. I was in the mortgage business for a while. Then the guy that taught me the mortgage business is like, hey, you don't really know that many people. Let's open up a real estate company, maybe a title company, and, and we'll just kind of help our people. And it just wasn't enough for me. Like I wasn't helping enough people, wasn't doing enough things. And I learned through networking how to really build a very successful business uh, by becoming a connector and connecting people. And that's a whole nother um, story. So, you know, hopefully I'll be able to share some great value with people here, but, but coming upon an organization like BNI, I'll never forget standing outside the, uh, it was the um, Palm Air Country Club right in Pompano Beach. We, we met right outside there and, and I was hiding outside for my first meeting, sick to my stomach, afraid to walk in. There were these 50 business people dressed up in suits and stuff. I'm like, where am I? I am totally out of place. And I'll never forget this guy, Paul, grabbed me uh, by the shoulder and he said, come on, kid, let's go inside. I was young. I was 26 years old, never networked before in my life. And I was totally scared. So someone watching this is scared. They're broke. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to do it. And hopefully this interview will teach them a, a thing or two about 
what to look for, to listen for, and uh, how to build a business based on networking. Yeah. Well, so let, let's jump into to that because, you know, obviously, especially for, for you know, local area businesses or, or folks that are, that are, you know, they don't have an online e-commerce and selling all over the place. Like they're, they're trying to do business in their, their neighborhood or, you know, in the county, the metro area or whatnot, in that geographic, like people kind of, uh, I, I've seen a lot where people kind of like poo-poo the idea of networking or going out to events uh, to meet people. And, and certainly there's a lot of ways to, to do it very poorly. And, and you and I both, uh, as, as former directors in, in BNI have seen all of those, those different things. But from, from your perspective, if, if people are looking at, at going to a group, whether it's a BNI group or, or any of the other organizations that are similar, or even just like a, a chamber of commerce, a you know, business association, there's all these places that go out that, that have these events that give people these opportunities to, to come and to, to, to network, to meet other people. But what are the, like, what are the biggest things that, that people do that, that kind of make them get in their own way, right? Like, they're, they're like the biggest mistakes they're making either before, during, or after when it comes to uh, actually being successful in generating business through networking. Absolutely. Great question. And, you know, you kind of hit on it. You said before, during, and after. I, I think there's a combination of things that you can do in business to um, hit all three of those in order to be really successful. So, you know, when we say before, it's it's about researching the organization. Why don't you research who runs the organization? What's the foundation? What is their philosophy? What is their mission statement? Where do they meet? How long have they been around? You know, what type of people attend these meetings? You know, I get calls every day, you know, join this chamber, that chamber. You're one of the largest title companies in South Florida. And I said, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, the chamber is a great organization. They do great things, but it's just not an organization for me. I have built my network based on other types of networking and, and meeting different types of people that I know a chamber doesn't work for me. And there's reasons. Some people chamber is great for. So someone like me, I, I would tell someone like, you need to do your homework before. Like, what is the organization and, and why are you going there? Like, what are you looking to accomplish out of it? And go in with a plan, like a business plan. You know, you teach people how to have a business plan. I know you do a great job teaching people how to build a great elevator pitch. You need to know before you walk into a meeting, like, what is my 30-second elevator pitch? Like, how am I going to add value to people? So they need to have a plan before going in. So that's before. During, I tell people, like, stop bringing a stack of business cards. No one wants to meet that person. That you're just handing a card next, handing a card next, handing a card next. Like, don't be that person. Come up with something that's more impactful. Maybe come up with a lighted name tag, I tell people, with a cool saying on it. Or like we have, I see you have the words, you know, behind you. It talks about our, our kind of our little mantra we talk about. Uh, but we have shirts that say, work hard, stay focused, never quit. So it's a conversation piece. So you want to walk into an event saying, I'm going to give. Like, I want to be a giver. I don't want to be a getter. Now, we know BNI says givers gain, which takes time. But when you walk in, if you can give 100% without the expectation of receiving, you are going to accomplish a great strategy and a, and a great uh, relationship building experience within the organization. So what I try and do is I take three business cards. That's it. I'll walk into a networking event with three business cards. And a lot of times I'm going to walk out with two of the three. Because when I go in, I go on the hunt. I go on the hunt to find someone who I can make an impact on their life. 
Now, do I try and find people in real estate because that's what I know about and that's what I talk about? Absolutely. But I'm looking for someone that I can walk in and truly impact their life at a whole nother level. Someone messaged me last night because they saw I went out to a local restaurant. And they're like, I need to hang out with you more because they understand that we're doing great things. We're meeting great people. We're having great conversations at a much higher level. So that's before and during. And then after is the most important part, because we always say the key to success is in the follow up. So I was talking to someone the other day and they were telling me, you know, what can I do to win an account with someone? And I said, well, what have you done for them lately? Right. You know, we talk about yeah. that. What have you done? So I said, go get a good business book, write them a handwritten note and drop it off at their office. And he said, well, should I ask to meet them? Absolutely not. Just get a book that impacts them maybe talks about a business industry that they're in or general business that has impacted you, read the book first and then drop it off to them and say, I was just thinking about you. And you continue to do that over time. And my success story with networking took me two years. And it was through an organization just like BNI where this lady, Margie Casey, who was the appraiser of the uh, group, introduced me to her best friend who owned a real estate company. And the real estate company had about uh, seven to 800 real estate agents, which for a title company is great. And yeah. it took me two years adding value, adding value. How can I help you? What can I do for you? To then get asked to move into the company as the exclusive title company that I've been in for over 15 years. So does it work? Yes. Can it change your life? Yes. Will it transform your business? Absolutely. Well, so that, there's definitely a lot to unpack there, and, and you know, we could probably kind of work backwards through that. But you know, just just you know, kind of what you you gave here to say, like work hard, stay focused, never quit. And probably the last thing there, like never quit, is is one of the 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 biggest things that I've seen limit folks, right? Because part of it is just the the mindset, like in 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 B and I, they they. Uh, it's not the you know, giver, giver's gain is the, the philosophy, but one of the other ones is that it's all about farming versus hunting, which being kind of the, the sales farmer and growing up on the farm, I, I got into a lot. But the, the whole idea of, you know, you're not going to come in there with a stack of business cards and be that guy that's, you know, before you've even looked somebody in the eye, try to stick a business card in their hand. And, and expect to be successful. And it's going to be that time. And I think a lot of people come in and they, they have an unrealistic expectation of how long it actually takes to, to do that. Because like I say, two years and, and, and some people come in and it's a, a little quicker. It kind of depends on your industry and your sales cycle and, and everything else. How long does it take to, to build the trust necessary to, to you know, do business with you? But still, it's... It, it's very rarely going to be immediate. Like, yeah, you might walk in and find somebody that's like, oh my gosh, I was just thinking about somebody. And that, that does happen to people. But you can't go in with that expectation. Like you have to, to go in. I love what you said about like looking at the types of, of people. Like, is this going to be fertile ground for, for what, I'm, what I'm trying to grow here? And, and, and are those opportunities even going to be present? I see a lot of people that have gone into the chambers of things and they've got I, I, you know, a service or an offer and it's at this, this really high level. And I'm like, it's going to take you a long time because you're going to be working way up a, a ladder to get to the people that, that, that you're trying to, to meet here. Not that you won't get any value out of just the relationships you can build in other ways, but if the main purpose is developing business and, and, and closing deals and getting that, that return on investment, you know, you, you've got to be very 
you've got to be very intentional and very focused on where you're going, who you're talking to, and and have that expectation that you do have to add value. We talk a lot about like you know preparing the soil, and when I, you know growing up on the farm, you know we'd spend a lot of time and you know a lot of energy and like diesel and, and you're spending fertilizer on everything and just to prepare the soil even before you've even planted a seed that could grow into something that you're trying to, to grow and that's a, a lot of expense a lot of time everything else and if you just do that nothing is ever going to to grow which is I, you know, i've certainly seen people do that too like they come in and try to just be super friendly or you know they they want everybody to to like them which is important but then they never get to the the business side either but if you don't do that and you're coming in, then you really are just, you know, they, I say some people are, are like the, the, the hunters, but others are like the fishermen, right? Like they're coming in and they think if they just broadcast this message, they can kind of like chum up the waters and they're going to attract all this business. But it is, it really is a process of working hard, being intentional and, and delivering that value to nurture those relationships that will eventually yield something and you have to be intentional about it but it is a it is a process absolutely well listen you have to give without the expectation to receive and you know real quick just to backtrack a little bit so you know with my bni story when i walked in i was a mortgage broker a real estate broker and a title insurance agent i was only applying for the title company position and you can imagine coming in i was young i was aggressive i was energetic the uh, real estate agent was like, we don't want this guy. This guy does what we do. He's just going to take our clients and compete. I'm like, you guys have no clue. Turn that around. They wound up accepting me after a very strict uh, interview process. And I was the number one referral generator. I gave up mortgages in real estate and only focused on title and generated a ton of business for them. So, you know, people are always like, what, it's me focused and they have to stop being me focused and making it, you know, about like, what's in it for you? You know, how do I help you? How can I help take your business to the next level? And the other thing is when we talk about like choosing the right groups, I've been to many national and international uh, director conferences for BNI we talk about. And one of the things I always say, whether it was at a local level with just local directors or national, I would ask the question in a group of directors, how many of you can repeat the BNI mission statement? Like you're all directors for an organization. You took an oath and a code. How many of you? No one, not even the executive directors of the franchise that own the franchise are able to stand up and repeat it word for word. Guess who was the only one that can do it? It yeah. was me. And the reason I can do it is because I believe in the organization. I believe in the core values and I believe in the opportunity it creates. So when people are looking for organizations, like if you go into an organization at that level, you are going to reap the benefits at some point, but you have to go all in. You can't just be like this person that's going in and I'll give you my card. What's in it for me? Use me. And then after a week or two, you don't get any referrals and you're like, I'm not getting anything out of this group. It's not going to work. So let's expand on that a little bit, though, because the. Definitely coming in with the the, the giver's mentality. So it's kind of kind of kind of two questions that, that come off of that for me, like if somebody is we've seen this a lot, like, you know, definitely sales reps for, for companies. And I've seen for like ad agencies or other th stuff comes in and it's like, oh, like here's this new hunting ground. Right. And I like immediately they go to, to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with folks and everybody like it tries to turn into a sales pitch and, and they, they end up getting shunned and then 
kind of uh, kind of leave. So we know that that like that that mentality doesn't work. But when you talk about it, having that giving with no expectation of return, like that's a big hurdle for a lot of folks, and especially if they're going out to these meetings. Like you said, they're probably in some kind of pain, or something's happened, or or you know somebody left their their company who was kind of the rainmaker, or they were doing some things maybe online, and all of a sudden that dried up, or or you know Google changed an algorithm, whatever it whatever it is, or just a a global pandemic or a, a great financial crisis comes in and just shakes everything up. You know there there there's this underlying tone sometimes of this desperation, like I've got to go in and make this work. And so to shift that mentality to, all right, the way I make this work is just by going and giving and giving, like, what do you, what do you say to somebody that, that is kind of in that position or, or what is the best way for them to get into that mindset and make that shift? I mean, it's a good question. You know, a lot of times I tell people it may not be for you. You know, you may just have to go get a regular job and it may not be for you because we always say trust takes time. You know, BNI, which we reference a little bit just because I've been so involved in it, says the VCP process. First, you have to be visible, visible, then you have to be credible, and then eventually it's going to turn into profitability. And, and, you know, so if trust takes time and you're already walking in with an emotional attachment to being you focused, you're not going to be truly successful. Will you get a referral? Absolutely. Now, if you're the financial advisor, maybe not. But for your business, like, could someone come to you and say, can you teach me how to deliver a good commercial and I can pay you for your course and whatever that may be? You know, there, there's not necessarily a, a much higher risk as opposed to, you know, an attorney doing estate planning or, yeah. um, you know, so some businesses are a little bit easily more easily referred to than others. Uh, but depending on their business, you may not walk in and see a referral for two years. I did it. I didn't see one for two years. And if I would have given up, I wouldn't be where I am today because, you know, I, I went as far as I was helping this real estate broker build their PowerPoint because I was so good with technology. I was literally building her company PowerPoint, which included my competition. There was another title company on that PowerPoint and I made their slides look just as fantastic as everyone else, just as sharp as I'd want them to be for my company. Why would I do that? They're my competition. Because I knew that by giving without the expectation of receiving is going to work. And I fought through it. I had four partners in my business and I was the only one left standing because they never truly understood that law of value, which is giving without the expectation of receiving. Giving without any expectation of receiving and you will be successful if you play your cards properly, meet the right people. There's more to it. it, it that sounds kind of easy. It's not just right. that easy, you know, just give, but it's given a whole nother level. Like I literally created this PowerPoint and managed it for two years for them for my competition as well. So, I mean, you have to sometimes give it a whole different level without any expectation. I didn't think I was going to be the title company in this, you know, multi-million dollar real estate company. But one day something happened where they invited me in and saying it didn't work out with them. Would you like the opportunity? Yeah. Absolutely. And if now you hadn't been there and, and built all that trust, then that opportunity would have uh, never came. Right. Exactly. exactly. And, they weren't just going to pick up the phone and be like, Hey, I met you two years ago. Would you like to move in? It's right. I've known you for the last two years. You're a great person. You don't solicit any of our agents. You add more in value than you take in payment. 
we want you here. And now fast forward 15 years later, I'm the only vendor that they've had in their company that is still there 15 years later. And they always ask like the question, why new vendors come in? I'm like, because I give more in value. I don't care about getting deals. I care about adding value. And when I add extreme value to you, you will want to do business with me, which is the exact reason why we wrote the book. We wrote the book, Rescue Your Business, to add value to people. So when it comes time to do a real estate closing, you're just going to say, you know what? There's no one else we would use but this person. So you hit on the VCP thing. And if we have time, we can kind of come back to to that because there is something that I've always thought is is missing there. But still to the for for other folks coming in and, and to kind of go back of one of the points I brought before, like there, you know, eventually people do get get tired. And I've seen people that have done it. And it's usually that they're actually they think they're giving a lot, but they're really not like giving more than they're they're receiving in that whole kind of big scale of of things. But I, I still believe that there, there does. The other mistake that I that I see people make is is kind of a lack of intentionality uh, around that. Like it, it, it really isn't just giving like you do have to have a plan. There are the practices that are there like you could show up every week, meet these people, you know, drop their kids off at school for them, do their PowerPoints, all these other things. But they're, they're, the other key pieces also do have to be there, mm-hmm. right? And if, if, if you're not showing up in the, the right way, if you're not building the credibility like you, you mentioned, then that's not going to, just liking you is not going to be enough, right? It's like like, know, and trust. And, but the, what, what are, from, from your perspective, what are those other things that, you know, people are in there, they've got the right mindset, they're giving, they're not expecting to, to receive directly in some kind of transactional thing, but they are still giving with the intent of, I know this is eventually going to come back to me. What are those things that are missing in terms of the, the practices, the other things to, to, to get to that point where you could be that, that referable person that has those opportunities come? Great question. And it's in part of uh, one of the chapters of our book, we talk about like the board of directors mentality. So it's not just going in and and giving, 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 giving. It's going in, giving without the expectation of receiving, but giving with the right people. So you want to connect yourself with the right people. So depending on what business it is, let's say you're the financial planner, you want to connect with the wills, trusts, and estates attorney, the life insurance agent, the um, you know, maybe a, a business, someone who deals with business like a, a, a PEO company that does benefits, employee benefits, health insurance. You want to network th- with these people and build what I call the board of directors mentality, which is basically where we're going to get three to five people around the table. You know, most of these business owners that are joining these chambers and networking events, they don't have a board of directors. It's usually them. Like, who's your board? It's me. Who's the owner? It's me. Who's the CEO? It's me. So when, when they feel like they're on a deserted island, we talk about having people to, to what's called share the pressure, right? Because we know the pressure as a business owner, especially when it's just yourself, yeah. there's nobody to share that pressure. So I have a board of directors in my uh, organization that don't work for me. They don't profit from my business. We are just simply just that, a board of directors where we can bounce ideas off of each other. So it's creating within an organization a culture 
that is going to be profitable for everybody. So it's uh, in BNI, they call it the power team, right? So years ago, um, you probably know the power team through BNI very well. Uh, A little secret you probably don't know is I helped create the power team concept within BNI. Broward County, uh, the BNI region in Broward County created the power team concept and developed it into what you see today um, many, many years ago. I don't know, maybe 15, 18 years ago. And part of that reason is this exact concept was talking about like, how do we come together as a smaller group? So we're part of this big, great organization, but how do we come together as the financial services team, as the um, maybe successful people that are there? Pick the four or five, you know, top referral generators. It's the same, you know, 80-20 rule in, in an organization. Yeah. How do you find those 20 people get together and network at a higher level? How do we get together on a weekly or a monthly basis and hold each other accountable? Accountability is huge. So, so you know, you also can't just go in thinking, I'm just going to give and I'm going to receive. You have to go in with a giving plan. Like, here's a plan. I'm going to go in. I'm going to give. I don't expect to get anything in return, but I know it'll happen. And these are the strategic points that I am going to do, whether it's getting on a leadership team, creating a board of directors, uh, working on the charitable side of, of an organization, and being the face. People ask me all the time, like, why are all the mayors asking you to go for dinner in, in town? Because I'm friends with them. I'm not, I'm not political. I'm friends with them. I get together with them because... We bounce ideas off each other. We network together. We talk at a higher level. So people are drawn to me because they want to hang out at a much higher level and have a much higher level of a, an educated business conversation as opposed to how do I network properly? It's more like, what can I do in my business? Here's a challenge I'm having. Yeah. So if people can go in and network at that level, everyone is going to be successful. And those people will want to refer to you because you've built that no like and now trust with them, the referrals come your way. So you can't just walk in thinking it's going to come to you by giving. You have to have a plan. Well, I, I think um, oh, to, uh, Adam Grant wrote that, that book, um, Give and Take, right? So he talks about people who have kind of the, the giver's mentality and then the matcher's mentality and the taker's mentality. And, and you know, I think the, the, the interesting uh, the interesting observation that comes out of that book is when he talks about in all these different industries, people that are successful uh, versus not successful. He's like, all right, where where do these three categories rank? Like who who do you think are the, the least successful? And like, oh, well, it's actually the givers. Right. But then. All right. Well, who do you think is the most successful? Well, it's actually the givers. And like the, the majority of the, the book goes into making that distinction of. The givers that are successful, are you, what, what do you call it? The otherish giving, right? Like they are giving to others. And, and, and just we say without that, that expectation of giving back, but they are giving in a way that they know has the opportunity to give back to them or to come back to them in some way, or at least, you know, in like mentoring relationships or something like it's doing a thing that they love. Like it's something that, that they, they are giving of themselves, but it is at the same time kind of charging their batteries back up. And I think, I think that's very true in, uh, in just a business and economic uh, standpoint as well. The, I guess the, the, the last thing before we, we kind of jump to, to how people can, can get in touch with you, uh, you mentioned the, the VCP model, right? So visibility, credibility, and then, then comes profitability. It kind of works in that, that order. 
one of the things that I always thought was was missing out of that is you know visibility. Uh, you know, I, I a lot of times when I'm talking about, it, I'll talk about familiarity, right? So it, it's kind of just you know, have we been in the same space? Have I seen you a lot, and you've not tried to to to, to do anything or give me any reason to to not like you or to mistrust you or those things? Like you know, if we get to the caveman kind of brain, like here's this new person. Are they going to try and hurt me or steal my food or, or take my mate or some of those things? And so if you can just be around people long enough, you get kind of like that very base level of trust. But then you jump to credibility and, you know, credibility to, to me, I've always taken as kind of like, you know, these are the rational, logical things we're looking at. like, all right, do you do you have the right credentials? Do you have the right experience? Have you generated the right track record to, to, to hold that credibility and certainly people's direct experience with you over time? But what I always thought was like the, the, the piece that was missing in between those two is that deeper level of trust than just familiarity and visibility. And uh, Simon Sinek you know, talks about trust being an emotion like and sometimes we use these words kind of interchangeably of trust and credibility, but, but trust is really that, that feeling like, do I feel comfortable? You know, would I, would I, would I leave my kids with you if I needed to go do something right? Like that, that level, that's not necessarily logical or rational, but it is purely just that emotional side of things. How can people, what, in, the net, in the context of the networking, like how do people go in and, and build those feelings of trust with other people before even getting to like, here I am all, all, all credible and I, I do these other things? I think that happens, you know, again, we talk about that 80-20 rule. And, and when you look at the VCP process, it's usually illustrated as a funnel. And I think somewhere, you know, about a quarter of the way down the funnel, you need to really be talking about like, what are we, what? measurements are we doing outside of the networking organization to build upon that trust that is going to create that opportunity for us to do business. So when we talk about the VCP model, it's not only like, let me do this model while I'm at the, the weekly chamber meeting or the weekly you know, networking organization. It's what measurements can you do? So we talk about in our book, we talk about having a, a marketing plan. And part of that marketing plan is like, what effort are you putting in to add tokens to your piggy bank, right? So we talk about a piggy bank and it's like, where are you making deposits into my piggy bank if you're the one trying to build the relationship, right? So your clients that are watching this, if you take that piggy bank and you say, well, what deposits am I making in the piggy bank for Mr. Smith and Mrs. Jones and, and, and this person and that person? And you need to have more deposits in the piggy bank then you're spending. And if you can build more of these deposits into this piggy bank, you are going to see that you'll be able to pick up the phone and text these people at any point. I say it's about five people. If you have five quality people on your team that are all in the same space, maybe not, but usually they're all in the same space, those are your referral opportunities. And you deposit more into their bank than, than they deposit into your bank and you're gonna be successful. And if you are a taker more than you're a giver, it's just not going to work. So, you know, 80% of it is going to happen outside of the organization. It's the, yeah. you know, 
the you you really need to build upon that and that's what's then going to build it to the 20% which is the nuts and bolts of the relationship building and the trust and the bond uh one of my mentors that I work with you know always talks about he has the top 5 people in his phone that he can call at any time and they will answer the phone now obviously if you're on a podcast like this you may not recording but if I'm in a meeting, I will say, excuse me one second, everything okay? Can I call you back? I'm just in a meeting. I'll call you back in, in 20 minutes or send them a text message. But you will always hear from me within a minute or two or three, whether I answer or send you back a quick text message, even if I'm in a meeting, because it's important. Yeah. Those five people are who's important to me. So I tell people that because you need to focus on who are the important people in your world. Who's going to change Who's going to change you as a person? Who's going to have the most impact on you? And focus on those five people as opposed to the bigger picture, which is why I started when I said I don't go to the chamber events because there's too many people. I have enough people in my network because I've been doing this 20 years that I can focus on these five or 10 people. And it's going to bring me a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of relationships, a wealth of trust. And in return, as proven, a wealth of money. Yeah. And, you know, the, the other thing you mentioned, the 80, 20, again, I think the, I know we could go on and talk about a lot of these things for, for a long time and share the experience, but I find people that, that are in there and they are looking for the, the 20, but they forget that you, you didn't, you have to have the whole 100, right? You, you can't have the 20% without having the 80%. And so there's going to be kind of those concentric circles of, of folks and you need to have that large group to be able to ultimately be able to, to, to narrow down on those five. And so that's why it's, it's still important to build that network over time or to be in these organizations where you are, uh, definitely if you're just starting out, because you're going to be contributing and giving to, to people at, at wide levels and then more, more and more focused down to, to the people that are going to, to make the most difference. But yeah, they, people, they don't happen in isolation. Absolutely. I tell people, look at it from an illustration of like, where am I depositing my quarters versus where am I depositing my dollars? Yeah. And then where am I depositing my tens and twenties and fifties and hundreds? So you start off by depositing lots of quarters in the piggy bank. And then eventually you go to the next level. And it's like, now where am I going to start depositing the dollars, which turn into $10, $20, $50, $100? And that concept of that funnel, piggy bank, and the type of, of money you're depositing, fictitiously, obviously, uh, you know, is what is going to get you to the bottom of the funnel, which is the meat of the big relationships, the big trust, and the big revenue. And, and that's how it works. It's pretty simple if, if they follow it properly. Yep. Well, Kevin, I really appreciate you taking the time today to, to jump on this and have this conversation and kind of our, our conversation we had before uh, we got things uh, recorded here. But uh, how can people get in, in contact with you? Uh, you know, we'll put a, a link up to, to your book and uh, get, a, get an image of that up here as well. But uh, where, where should people go? Absolutely. So, I mean, on any social media platform, you can find me, um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We have a great YouTube channel. A lot of it's for real estate, but there's some personal development stuff. Uh, and if you'd love to, to purchase my book, you can buy it on Amazon. You can download it for Kindle. Uh, and, you know, and I think the important thing is if you really want to see how a real person, like I'm real, you can pinch me, 
If you want to see how I went from three quarters of a million dollars in debt, overweight, depressed, lost my business, my family, my cars, my house, I literally lost everything but my child. And if you want to see how I took that and turned it around into an opportunity, I could have easily killed myself, went in a totally different direction, but how I turned it into building a, a multi-million dollar organization, it's pretty great read. It's pretty easy. There's lots of um, there's stuff at the end of each chapter assignments that you can work on. And it's just a great book to add value to other people, not to mention all the proceeds go to charity. So uh, we wrote it really just to change the lives of others. Um, so again, thank you for the opportunity to share my message. Uh, and it, it's a message of giving and it's a message of value. And it's a message that if you really want to know how to build a successful business based around networking, we talked about earlier, it's not like an overnight sensation, YouTube sensation, selling widgets, totally different business model. But if you want to learn true relationship building at a much deeper level, you can follow some of the things in the book, follow some of the things Will's talking about, read different books and, and build your, your network and you'll be successful. That's fantastic. So I hope everybody can take Kevin's message and the things that we've talked about here today and use them to go and get your hands dirty, grow in your own business. Be well.